Mrs. Swindle, if I could, uh, I, first of all, thank you very much for coming and meeting with me. I recognize you're very busy, but your child's education is uh, of paramount importance to me. Uh, Johnny? What, what happened to Johnny? No, nothing's happened to Johnny. It's not... Oh, where is, where is my son? This might seem like it's no big deal, but it's actually about your your son and uh, something that's come up with him relative to Scooby-Doo. Do you, I, I understand you have him watching a lot of Scooby-Doo at home? I, I, he's always in his room. He closes the door. He locks it. I, I don't know what he's doing in there. Yep, I, I thought. all these sounds. Thought that might be the case. And look, actually, well, actually, I didn't really know that. But I mean, the thing I wanted to talk to you about is that he seems to think that Scooby-Doo is. He doesn't seem to recognize that Scooby's a canine. Do you, do you follow me, Mrs. Swindle? Do you mean a, a dog? Yes, a dog. He, he seems to un- understand Scooby as a human. And I, I'm concerned about how this might impact his, uh, his development. Well, 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 what do you mean? Well, he, uh, t- look, I get it. Scooby acts very human-like in a lot of episodes. But lately, uh, lately, your son Johnny has been uh, seeming to think that a lot of other dogs are also humans. Um, he's kind of treating them as humans, and he's similarly, he's treating humans as dogs. So it seems like there's a lack of clarity there, and again, I, I suspect that the culprit is Scooby-Doo. I don't think I deserve this treatment. I, I come in here, you... Oh, excuse You I'm offer s- me a seat, you make me climb up onto this, and, uh, you, <laughs> you have not once sniffed me as a, as a means of greeting. Look, Mrs. Swindle, I didn't want to say anything about your open back trousers. <laughs> With the old-timey prospector slash baby buttons that have been wide open. Why I, haven't you greeted me? I look. I, I shook your hand. I thought that was normal. I didn't want to say that again. It's Halloween, so I I assume that's the reason you're dressed up as this dog with an open bum. I, I, I feel like where's where's Johnny? To, oh whoa whoa hang on hang on whoa excuse me. Where's my son? Hey, no, 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 hang on. Look, 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 look. Look, your son, your son is fine. He's in the other room. He's just outside the door. I, I really, again, I'm concerned, and I think I'm starting to see where some of this is coming from. Mrs. Swindle, do you know the difference between a dog and a human? Mrs. Swindle, stop looking around the room. Look at me. What's the... Mrs. Swindle, that's my paperweight. Get that out of your mouth. Mrs. Swindle, spit that out. Spit that out. <laughs> Thank you. Mrs. Swindle, I'm, I'm concerned even in this conversation. You're starting to exhibit some of the same qualities we've seen in Johnny, and I feel like, there, look, there's something I think I can prescribe to you that will help clarify that... Scooby is a canine, and therefore we are relative to him humans. Oh yeah, I I, I agree. We are we are the relatives of Scooby. Well, kitten, look, Mrs. Swindle. We are, gonna, we are relatives to canines. I'm gonna skate past. Whoa, hang on, Mrs. Swindle. You've been hardcore creationist. Are you acknowledging a shared ancestry with animals? This is actually. I'm gonna abandon the canine thing, Mrs. Swindle. Are you open to evolution? Can we talk about this right now? Mrs. Swindle, look at look at me. Look at me, Mrs. Swindle. Mrs. Swindle. <laughs> Mrs. Swindle, sp- spit out that paperweight shaped like an, an atheist fish eating the Jesus fish. <laughs> spit that out. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Swindle. Look, Mrs. Swindle, I'm going to prescribe to you a podcast that I think regardless of your faith, you will find appreciable because one co-host is a Christian and the other is atheist. Uh, the podcast I think might help clarify things for you is called Scooby Dudes. Are you familiar? Uh, No. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it then. That's fine. Uh, it's a podcast where two best friends by the names of Evan and Luke, respectively, talk about their favorite meddling kids and the dumb dog, too. That's kind of a, It's Scooby-Doo that we're talking about, hence the Scooby-Dudes. Why is the dog dumb? Oh, it's uh, something... Have you seen... Dogs you, are very intelligent. Have you ever seen Scooby-Doo, ma'am? We are relatives to Scooby-Doo. 
you are relatives to Scooby-Doo. You're not aware it's a... Mrs. Swindle, I'm going to be honest. It seems like there's a lot of misconceptions here that's a lot to unpack, and I was hoping to keep this meeting... Smell to my rear! Smell <laughs> No, no, I don't want to do it. Look, too much friends. About... No, no, Mrs. Swindle, Mrs. Swindle, look, just listen to the listen to episode... Uh, listen to their latest special episode. They explain that Scooby-Doo is, in fact, a dog, and there are a lot of implications to that that would drastically affect Johnny's life in a way that I don't think... Ultimately, you want for him. Mrs. Swindle, look at me. Mrs. Swindle, look at me. Did you eat something when I wasn't looking, Mrs. Swindle? Open your mouth. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pry open your mouth, Mrs. Swindle, because oh, oh, yeah, let me get at that, Mrs. Swindle. Okay, it's just a piece of chocolate. That's fine. You can swallow that. That's fine. Chocolate. <laughs> no, Mrs. Swindle, it's fine. No, I, I can't. I can't eat chocolate. No, Mrs. Swindle, you're fine to eat chocolate. You're not a dog. It's fine. Oh, holy crap! You are. T- you're frothing at the mouth, Mrs. Swindle. Mrs. Swindle. Johnny, come in. Johnny. What? What happened to my my mother? My oddly aged mother. Johnny, you're you're 25. In dog years. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they understand hang on real quick do you think our listeners understand anything about what they're in for oh man look johnny johnny i uh, want to say here over your mother's dead body one thing you should keep in mind while listening to this podcast episode is that They've started doing improv scenes for intros, so it might seem like they you kind of hit the ground running, but you'll get it once you're past the intro, okay? Okay, Johnny? Two dudes talking about Scooby-Doo. Two dudes just like you. Unless you're a lady, mm, this show is for ladies too. If you're LGBTQ, we are your Scooby-Doos. So that right there was an introduction to this podcast. You may have noticed last week, Luke and I are doing something a little bit different, which is a little bit of improv. And uh, we did lay out a little bit of the premise of this particular very special episode of the Scooby Dudes, where two best friends talk about their favorite middling kids and their dumb dog too. So in most episodes, we are taking an episode or a movie or a comic book like last week, um, and we're doing a recap, we're doing a review, we're doing a discussion. And we're sort of talking about the gang as a whole. We're talking about Mystery Incorporated. In this case, we are focusing in on the dumb dog, the titular Great Dane. Scooby-Doo himself. Scooby-Doo, as we, as the more level-headed character in the intro, our baseline reality character in the intro mentioned, is a dog. Scooby's a dog. He's a canine. He's not human. And I, I think in this episode, we're going to explore some of the unseen implications of that doghood in Scooby's life that we don't often see on screen. Because Scooby is a very, um, he's very personified. He, very, he acts very human. And, and I will say, we have touched on this here and there in the past. This is the reason that I uh, chose this particular topic from the many amazing ones that Luke laid out for me. We've noticed Scooby often eats chocolate in the form of like a sundae and a bologna sandwich kind of like there's it's always there's mm-hmm. always a chocolate component like chocolate fudge dogs cannot eat chocolate no it's like poison to them um as we kind of indicated in the intro uh we've also noted over the many episodes we've done so far that scooby has a shorter lifespan than most members of the gang um and that's something that we don't typically see acknowledged within the show so we have kind of alluded to scooby's 
We've, we've kind of explored some of the real-life implications of it, but not to the extent we will today. Anything else we've done in the past that you can think of? In terms of Scooby as a dog, I, I think it's mostly just like the chocolate thing and the fact that he doesn't have a human lifespan. Yeah, I think those are the two. But I'm excited. to I've, I've laid out a ton more questions related to Scooby-Doo being a dog that I'm happy to get us through. Do you have any questions or any topics you want to cover? I, I have some as well. Okay. Um, and, and I do, just like we did in the very first episode of this podcast, I mm. think it is important that we lay out our respective bona fides. Oh. What do you know about dogs? I, uh, my family did not own a dog until I was 14 years old. And I only lived in a house with a dog between the ages of like 13, 13 14 to about 17. So like four-ish years. That's it. And it was a, an English Cocker Spaniel. So let me, let's go a little bit deeper on you here. Would you say you're not that familiar with dogs? Or it's like you've got a decent log of secondhand information that you've kind of gleaned from reading and from talking to people? I've never really had a dog that I considered my own. So my sense of ownership and like closeness to hmm. to dogs is not maybe as great as someone else's a follow-up are you a dog person or a cat person i would say i'm probably a cat person i mm. there is a dog my cousin's family has a dog that i actually love very much this episode's uh, for you duchess beautiful dog so obedient and smart hmm. you can tell duchess to close the door and she will go and close it wow yeah wow I know. That, like, that is very obedient and even more smart. That's amazing. But ultimately, you're more of a cat person, and that's okay. I think that's, I value your perspective for that very reason. Um, to lay out my bona fides a little bit, um, I did have, my, my family did have a couple dogs growing up. Uh, we had a dog named Benny that we had for a few years until he unfortunately passed away. I think maybe some pesticides that the neighborhood was spraying. Um, and we had Bonnie uh, shortly afterwards, had her for many more years. She passed away not too long ago. Uh, so I, I do have a very emotional connection to dogs. My aunt and uncle-in-law have a dog named Max, who I consider my best friend uh, across species. And so I, they have a very soft, a very special place in my heart. And I did work uh, for a little over a year at, at a kennel, kennel. In, a, in an animal hospital. So I got a little bit more insider knowledge there. Um, not much, but a bit. And I, and I just love dogs. I'm very much a dog person. I love dogs to death. I've never seen a dog I didn't like. So with that said... You're, you're more the expert, so how about you kick off this little discussion, dog discussion? It, if I can start out with his upbringing, a couple of questions. I'm curious, do you think Scooby is a purebred Great Dane, or uh, is he a mix of some kind? And, there, and if so, what were his parents? Well, I am looking, I've been looking at a number of photographs of Great Danes, and from my understanding, Great Dane can be brown. <laughs> they, have, they have many <laughs> possible coat colors. And I can did a little bit of research Can they be spotted as well? Say what? Can they be spotted? Well, they can be spotted. I, I guess I see a picture right here. Yep, they definitely can. I think Let's Go is probably a purebred because he's so large. I think so, too. I think uh, his mouth doesn't look as floppy as a typical Great Dane mouth. He doesn't have all those big jowls. But I think that's an animation decision. I, would, I don't think we see any dogs that are more Great Dane-like in Scooby-Doo. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Um, but no, I'd, I'd agree. I think he's a purebred. Follow-up, if I may... Uh, this one's a little bit more specific to Scooby history as we've seen it. Scooby always acts afraid of other animals. Did he have a bad experience as a puppy that scarred him, or did the gang do a bad job of socializing him with other non-humans? And when we say other animals, we mean everything from, like, everything. frogs to the shadows of mice 
to... But yeah, Scooby's afraid of almost anything that moves. And my question is, is this a bad experience? Is he na by nature cowardly? Well, here's where I come from a place of someone who's not a dog person. Do you need to socialize dogs to interact with other animals? Yes, you very much do. As a, If you have a dog, you should definitely socialize them with other humans. That's very important because your dog's probably going to run into humans sooner or later, and it needs to know other people are okay. What if I don't want to? Um, what if I don't want to do that? Then you're probably going to have a dog that's very aggro with humans. It's very wary of humans. Well, what if I don't want my dog to be friends with other people? Then, uh, look, it's dogs are friends with everybody, man. You got, it's got to be. I only want the dog to be friends with me. You are really possessive of this imaginary dog that you don't even want. You don't want a dog, man. Yeah, but if I had one, it's my friend. You you start out this kind of episode with like some talk about like I'm not an owner, not into ownership of dogs and stuff, but this is so possessive now. We've gone so far oh, over. Oh, it's mine. It belongs to me. Soul and body. What? So, hang on, soul? <laughs> what happens after the dog dies, Evan? I own, I own its soul. What do you do with the soul? Yeah, but what do you do with it? Where's the soul? What is that? I will consume it. It you, will give me the oh, power oh. of the dog. <laughs> What power? You become dog man. A man robs a bank. He's running past you with the bags of money. What do you do with your dog powers? I don't know. I maul him. Isn't that what dogs do? Your dog does that because of the way you train. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because of the way you raise your dog, he mauls him. You maul him. <laughs> and even though you could have gotten off with it if you just shot him because you tore him apart with your mouth, you go to jail why forever. Did you say mouth that way. I don't know why. I've given myself the power of an antisocial dog. <laughs> I, you know what? I will grant you if you were going to consume the soul of a dog, a friendly dog is probably not one to do, or you're just going to be bounding up to people and licking their faces. So all that to say, just like you have to socialize a dog with humans, you should socialize a dog more than anything else with other dogs. Otherwise, he'll, that dog will be fearful of other dogs. Fearful might mean that dog will act out, will act aggressively, will act in fear. It can end badly. Well... I, I've brought this up before, but I think that it's very easy, like, oh, I'm gonna do a reboot of, like, Scooby-Doo, Apocalypse, uh, Monsters, People Are Dying, it's, or, um, it's like, some Archie stuff, where it's just like, oh, the Blossoms, Cheryl and Jason are so close to, and intimate with one another, maybe they're, like, incest twins. Oh, um, yeah. Everybody wants to make it adult and dark. Take a new uh, dark spin on an old rosy work. It's so it's, it's easy to be like, oh, what's like the darkest possible place we could go with this? I will say that I hate that. I think it's very lazy. But I do think what you're saying, there's a point to be made that maybe if Scooby were a real dog and Scooby really was afraid of everything, it begs the question of why, how he was raised, how his owners treated him to create this this well, sense I, of fear. I suppose this is all to say that I theorize Scooby is actually very well socialized with humans. He's never afraid of a human that's not acting somewhat suspiciously or is a shadow. Um, whereas any animal he's very afraid. You know what? I think he saw Peter Pan and he thought the shadow was the villain maybe? I don't know. I, just theories for why Scooby's so afraid of other animals. Although I don't know if he's really afraid of other dogs so maybe it doesn't hold water. Yeah, well, no, I mean, Scooby has been attracted to other dogs. Mm, and that's a kind of fear, yeah. Mm, uh, what? What? Uh, 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 anyway, anyways, other questions. Hey, and please stop me if I'm moving too fast, but I've got no, no, a lot please, of go questions. For it. I, I, it's cool. I'm cool with you sort of guiding us through this. Does Scooby speak dog or only... I think that also leads to the question of, like, whether mm. dogs can 
Swear. Whether dogs communicate? I guess here's my question. Scooby can communicate with humans. Does that mean he can't communicate with dogs, or is he bilingual? I think he's bilingual. Like, does he get dogs? Do you remember when we did Scooby doing the Beach Beastie, which was like episode 30-something? That That's one thing that I thought of that's like, ah, oh, Scooby does communicate with other dogs. Like, he's social with them. But then there's been a lot of other, especially older episodes, where dogs are like a different species entirely to him. Sometimes, there's one episode that we did, uh, The Warlock of Wimbledon, where there was a dog that dressed up as a mean ghost dog, or like a mm. wizard's apprentice dog, a familiar. Yeah, oh, familiar's a good term. And Scooby did not really... It was like they were different species entirely yeah that's i feel like that's the impression we get on older scooby-doo i think they did make it consistent when they modernized it follow-up question does scooby have any favorite toys as many dogs do i think that if scooby and and this is me theorizing scooby imagining scooby-doo as an actual real life flesh and blood great dane i think scooby's favorite toy would be a blanket i think scooby would be ah. the kind of dog that had a very large blanket that he could like pull around and sort of lay down on and wrap around himself. And that I think doesn't uh, doesn't conflict with the things that I know about Scooby-Doo as a as a animal that likes to relax. I think you really hit the nail on the head there. For one thing, Great Danes have a very short coat. They get very cold very easily. Um, and I think that makes perfect sense, especially because they're often in the mystery machine, they're traveling. Scooby needs a comfort blanket. Yeah, Scooby For whatever do, reason, I was... Sorry, go ahead. I just think that he's, uh, he's a dog, and he's got a short coat and a long blanket. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. My, my thinking was, would he have a chew toy, or would he abhor chew toys because they're food that you never swallow? Well, I think you can go two ways. Either it's like, oh, this food I can't swallow, or this food I can chew all the time. I can't. I never have to stop eating it. I see Scooby eating that. I think that we see an X-ray of as many chew toys as he's got room for. Here's one that I'm not sure if we already addressed at some point in the podcast so far. Is Scooby colorblind? Oh shoot! I think this also had to come up at at some point I or another. I think it's come up before, but given the fact that I don't think either of us remember what we said or what the context was, maybe it was a matador or something like that. I don't know. But do you think he's colorblind? I think that limitations like this are so fascinating. Um, <clears throat> Mark Wade had a run on Daredevil uh, in like the mid aughts or something, maybe like late aughts. It was mm. quite a while ago, um, in which like he really looked into the whole idea. Like Daredevil is blind. Mm. Those spoilers, I guess. Um, <laughs> And, and Dude, so be the, I haven't finished the second minute of the Netflix show. And it would be the kind of thing where um, Daredevil has to like defuse a bomb, but he wouldn't be able oh, to he see the, know the colors. Well, he wouldn't. He doesn't know the colors of the wires, even though he can see mm. them because of his like echolocation or whatever. And he can't read the screen because it's a digital screen. So he right, would have he to, can't like, read anything that's not raised. He'd have to tell someone like how much time is left. That's I want to say whenever I'm watching, like I just finished the latest season of Daredevil, and whenever somebody's like finds out and they're like, "So you were faking it the whole time." I want him to be a little indignant, like, okay, look, I still can't read, like, it, printed words. I need Braille. Like, I'm functionally blind in a lot of ways. Yeah, like, do you know how hard it is still for me to navigate the world? Yeah, like, it's still, even with the echolocation stuff. So I think, I think that Scoob is colorblind. Like, a, well, like, if you were a dog, he would be colorblind. But I really, I, I think that in so much of, like, Scooby-Doo canon or, like, Scooby-Doo shows and whatnot... 
they never lean into the fact that Scoob is an actual dog. They they treat Scooby I, like mm. like a person, essentially. And I think when you acknowledge these sort of um, shortcomings or like ways in which Scooby can't uh, interact with the world like everyone else, I think it's it's brings up a lot of it, there's a lot of potential in storytelling and a lot of potential comedically. I completely agree. I think you can easily do a thing where Scooby has to cut a wire that's red, but he's like, well, I'm colorblind. And then it's, you can find a way to, like, reinforce other parts of his personality. Oh, but he can sniff the wires and he can identify red dye number 62, which uses crushed beetles from Indonesia to get that hue. And he's like, oh, that's the red one. It, uh, one of my favorite Tumblr posts is these kids are playing, um, frick, what's it called? Twister? Oh, yeah. And then the guy <laughs> who's, like, spinning it is just like, I sure hope I'm calling these out right. And then they remember that they put the colorblind guy on the... <laughs> also, a really good excuse if you want to get handsy in Twister. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm colorblind. <laughs> I've never done that. I've never gotten handsy. I, I don't play Twister because I think it's an uncomfortably intimate game. Do you want to play it at Christmas? Wait, say what? Let's play Twister at Christmas. I For a moment, I thought you said, didn't we play Twister at Christmas? And I was like, oh, frick, did we? No, not yet. <laughs> no, Devin, get, away, get away from the microphone. Give yourself a little bit of distance Let's there. Let's do it. No, don't get away. <laughs> ask me. I will, I will say yes if you ask Merry further Twistmas. away from the microphone. Uh, Luke, did you want to play Twister at Christmas? Yes, we'll play Twister. <laughs> Next question. Does Scooby know he's a dog? This might be a dumb one, but does Scooby know he's a dog? So, apparently... Uh, I was, so I am a proofreader for Harlequin. <laughs> oh. And because we're affiliated or like part of HarperCollins, um, there are HarperCollins book events. And so mm -hmm. we have this one book called The Raven Master. And it's about a guy who's part of like the yeoman guard. Oh, dang. It's not Teen Titans slash fiction. No, it's not. <laughs> he lives in the Tower of London and he takes care of the ravens. And they have to have okay. ravens because part of the legend surrounding the Tower of London is that they're always ravens, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so he's is, like an English Mike Tyson. He, he took care of pigeons. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like uh, really into that. Uh, sorry. When, when I went up to get my book signed, because uh, the author was there, with, there was like a whole thing, mm. um, I asked him, what's the most like intelligent thing that one of the ravens has, has done? Because corvids are like very smart. And he said that what they've done is they've started putting mirrors in the pens or the enclosures where the ravens uh, stay or roost. Um, and they're starting to think that one of the ravens, whose name I cannot remember, Nancy or something, I don't know, uh, might recognize her own reflection. Ah, so we're developing self-awareness. Because uh, magpies can recognize their own reflection. And it's a, like a big key thing in, in animals when they're able to like, oh, this is me. When, I think when you come to have a sense of self that's when you can truly come to hate others as magpies do. That's kind of the test, the proof that like, oh, I know who I am. I now need to divert some of the hate that's being generated towards other people. I like the people. idea where it's just like, because I have a sense of self, I know what belongs to me and I know what belongs to you. And I want what belongs to you to belong to me. Yeah, I'd like to change that. Uh, oh, okay. And okay, so correct me if I'm wrong and you might not be able to because neither of us mm -hmm. are zoologists. But I remember reading a post somewhere that the difference between cats and dogs is that cats think that people are also cats. I've, I've heard it theorized that cats uh, think of humans as, like, really ineffective cats. I don't really know that. But to be honest, I don't know cats all that well. I know dogs pretty well. 
Do you do you ever see that? What's his name? Cesar Romero. Nope, that's the Joker actor. There was that guy who was like the dog whisperer. Yeah, Cesar Chavez. No. Is it Cesar Milano? Oh uh, yeah, that's it. Actually, you got it. And and uh, I would I was watching it on TV and he'd do this whole thing where he like. You have to like sort of tap them and you're like, just in front of like the back hind leg or something, and you need to like show the dog that you're the alpha. Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't have a Milano-level knowledge of dogs. I mean, I also think that a lot of people heavily criticize him and his show and, like, the things that he does. But I do think there's something to be said for, like, being... Maybe, to some extent, dogs recognize that human beings are, like, the alpha? Is that... You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're the ones in charge. And I think that requires a certain understanding. Yeah, I I've heard that the the whole alpha thing is is more of a myth than anything else that it's not it's not borne out in evidence unless it's trained into dogs or the like. Um but dogs do recognize dominance even if it's not in in such a binary way of alpha and beta or or etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Dogs do recognize whether you're in charge or I guess in certain contexts they're in charge. I don't think cats operate necessarily on anywhere near such a strict spectrum. I think maybe Scooby specifically doesn't think he's a dog. Yeah, I think I think he maybe thinks of it just like, oh yeah, uh, Shaggy's got facial hair and Fred doesn't, and Velma's short and I'm a little shorter. Well, I think of it this way. I think of it like, well, ever since I was a puppy, they have placed a plate on the table and had me sit with them for meals. Uh, but I no, must... I take your point. Like he's been socialized as a human. So that's what I think. I think I think Scooby is a dog who doesn't necessarily consider himself a dog. I think Do- Scooby either doesn't know he's a dog, or that qual- that status is so artificial to him, it means nothing. I have a, a little bit of a question for you, because I'm on mentalfloss.com, and I'm looking up some Great Dane facts, and it turns out Great Danes uh, were probably bred from the Irish wolfhound and the old English mastiff, and they were used to take down wild boars. That's why they're so large and like physically strong, what effect, like, does that have any bearing on Scoob being a Great Dane? The fact that they were specifically raised to take down wild boars. I uh, I would say no. I'm inclined to say no because Great Danes, I think, are typically thought to be a very gentle dog. Um, not necessarily too difficult to train. But like any dog, they can be inclined towards almost whatever behavior you train them to. So... I think like most hunting dogs, I just think of them as some a dog that's not all that difficult to train. And I, I don't know hunting as well when it comes to dogs. But I don't think that has much bearing in Scooby beyond his just his body, his physique. What he was uh, bred, his breed was bred to do. Scooby is predisposed to like pork. That's your theory. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. On that note, do you think that... <laughs> what faith do you think Scooby is? <laughs> The more thing we've, I, I think we're moving away from Scooby as a dog. We're going into more of his human side. But I'm, excuse me, I, all dogs go to heaven. Oh, we know this. They made like dang. several films. Because if Scooby's not a dog, he doesn't necessarily go to heaven, unless through a convoluted series of uncanny valley events uh, and the betrayal of his wiener dog best friend. He somehow oh, gets man. sent to hell where the singing alligator lives. No, I don't think that was. I don't think that was hell. Hell was like actual no, hell with like flames and stuff. 
then there the, was like a, but he meets the alligator sings to him in hell i think i don't i think oh was that some kind of like watery hellscape no you're right it's it's uh different it's a skeleton grim reaper dog that takes him to hell it's very scary oh it's so terrible why did why am i remembering this movie I want to watch it. I do not want to watch it. We're not watching this at Christmas, man. I want to watch it at Christmas. No, we're okay, not going either, to do it. We're either playing Twister or watching All Dogs <laughs> Go to Heaven, and you got to choose. I want to I want to play Twister on Dogs, <laughs> where you spin it and it lands on a breed of dog, and then we've got a I'm, lot of the... small kennels all lined up next to each other, and you put one hand on the, the German Shepherd, and now it's left foot on the Great Dane. Animal abuse. That's what you're describing. Was that... Wait, what was your... What religion... Is Scooby because does he go to heaven? Sure. I think he's he's Danish. He's from Denmark, let's say, or Germany. Whatever the case, he's an atheist. If I mean, like a lot of Western Europe is heavily atheist. High high percentage. I think if we're going by stereotypes, that's the way I do it. What do you think? I think that Scooby had a little bit of a run in with Scientology. I think he loves Tom Cruise. He was really bamboozled by. I, he thought he had a lot of thetans, thetans, and 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 then it was like it was this whole thing where it's just like, oh, actually, you uh, are a person who has all of these gifts, and we can help you like unlock these gifts. And that's why Scooby is like, you know, he's so smart and intelligent. Is that's what they told him? You? Hmm. I can see that. I know whatever it is, Shaggy accepts it because Shaggy's got to be a universalist. You think that Shaggy's a universalist? I think so. I think Shaggy had a little bit of a run-in with Kabbalah, and he had the little... <laughs> I don't know. I, I just want I just want all of our... I want all of Mystery Incorporated to have, like, really brief stints in sort of, like, flash-in-the-pan religious movements. <laughs> the mystery... The, the gang formed as they were all escaping cults, is what I'm hearing. At a, like, uh, you know, like, um... Recovery group? Yeah, recovery center, sure. Yeah. Okay. So next question. <laughs> is Scooby afraid of the vacuum cleaner, fireworks, or lightning? Okay. To be fair... We're afraid of fireworks, and we are not dogs. That's true. I am afraid of fireworks. I forgot that we share that. For Actually, truth be told, I forgot I'm afraid of fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. They're big, and they're loud. Uh, I love vacuum cleaners, though. <laughs> yeah, man. Every New Year's, you just get the vacuum cleaner going. You turn it on. And right, at the, right when the ball drops, you get a big vacuum cleaner out, and you just let it run. You let it fly. Or you get a couple of Roombas and you have them all bounce into each other for like a real chaotic Dude, finish. Dude, I would love a Roomba. Oh my word. You would really like a Roomba? I would love a Roomba. I, you see, here's the thing. I would love a Roomba, but I don't want it to vacuum. I just want it to ro- roam around. I want to feel like I've just got like this. I, I want a cat, but not a cat. I want a pet, but not a pet. I want a dog. I don't feel bad for leaving at home. Why would you feel do- bad for leaving a dog at home? I would feel dog for leaving a bat at home, I guess, because... <laughs> Uh, it's so much time I have to spend without you. What's wrong with that? Uh, you're not a dog for, because it's because um, I like dogs. I'm a dog guy. Sure, but you you like dogs. That's fine. But like, but like, what who about cares the about the dog? Oh, because uh, well, the dog the is dog my property. So who cares? You, why not? It has a whole house. Well, to itself. you know what? I can. T- I'll put this in your terms, Evan. If you leave the dog alone for too long, their soul their soul starts to turn overripe. It starts to turn. <laughs> so. You gotta nurture the dog if you wanna if you wanna get the most out of that soul in the end. Okay, understandable. Understand you completely get it now. <clears throat> Here is 
Another question regarding Scooby. Who clips Scooby's nails? I don't know. Okay, this I genuinely... I, okay. okay, I know, I I know you're supposed to walk dogs and you shouldn't leave them at home because they'll get antsy and like stir crazy. What is this about tripping or clipping nails? This is something I think a lot of dog owners don't think about. Um, but you do have to clip a dog's nails unless they have means to normally wear, to wear their nails down through normal everyday stuff like walking on concrete. Um, in Thailand, where I grew up, our dogs were on concrete all the time because they were outside dogs. In America, almost all dogs are inside dogs, so they don't uh, they don't regularly walk or wear their nails on something that will chafe them smooth or down. So dogs in America generally need their nails clipped. They generally hate it, and it is not at all uncommon to clip a dog's nails to the quick, so they bleed a little bit, and dogs hate that. Uh, so the question is, who has to do that to Scooby, or does it wear down naturally enough from just Scooby walking around all the time? Scooby, I do think, travels a lot. Which... I, I agree. I think he might not necessarily... Nobody needs to clip his nails from that, just like we didn't have to clip our dog's nails. But at the same time, Scooby is often walking in scorching hot heat, and conversely, in freezing cold temperatures, which is not healthy for dogs, especially not Great Danes. Is it irresponsible that we never see him in booties, in dog shoes, or with a dog jacket? Don't dogs hate booties? Dogs hate booties. Don't they do that hilarious, like... <laughs> You're thinking of the the one where the, where the boxer does like, a, I think probably the dogs and cats are never more similar than when you put booties on them. Why would you put booties on a cat? Because they they can claw stuff up. Stuff. I you know I'm probably just thinking of it's always sunny has an episode where they do that, and the cat reacts just like that dog in the gif you're thinking of. But. I mean, should they be doing that to Scooby? Is it wrong that they're not? Is Scooby just like have his paws burn calluses on for years of globetrotting? I think that sometimes Scooby wears clothes. True. I think that they go to. Don't. I mean, I I can't remember, but um, that snow episode with that guy, he was like a champion snowboarder, but like a bronze medalist or something. Yeah, like they wanted. They're like, oh man, you're that guy. Where really the gang would only recognize Sean uh, White. There's no creature like snow creature. That's the one. I guess Scooby did wear a very human snow outfit. But did wait? Did he have uh, dog shoes? I think shoes? he had a jacket. I think they put mm. a jacket on him, but which is bare minimum. Yeah. I think I like it when Scooby wears clothes because I, I do think I like it when we treat animals like humans. Me too. I have something that oh, do I want to talk about this now? So like a dream that I have deep in like I've always been too ashamed to share with people except Dipty Sam has been in my mind for whatever reason it's it comes under the title of pigs in the post office. And I just wish animals were integrated into our society and our everyday <laughs> life to the to the maximum. No, to the maximum possible. So like, not just eating them. I want to buy my stamps from a pig in the post office. I want, like, a dog to deliver my milk. Uh, even though I don't want to buy my milk that way. I, like, I, I love the idea of animals being integrated into human industry and, and social life as much as possible. But you, I can't believe you've never wanted to admit this to anyone. It's you don't think it's a little dumb? I think it's a lot dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the most I've been shocked in my whole life was thinking you were sincere for a moment. There, I was like, holy, holy, <laughs> Evans, Evans coming out affirming my feelings on this. No, that'd be terrible. Like it'd be terrible, but like, wouldn't it be amazing? Like. To like a pig, like a pig, and I'm really going hard on this specific aspect. <laughs> but like a pig in a postman's uniform. I hate. Okay, I hate that they're doing what is not not a reality, the the truth, but in 
connotatively one of the dirtiest animals. I know that pigs are in fact quite clean and very intelligent. And in like a government office, like a state-run institution. <laughs> All right, dude. This is put them like they can be in a private enterprise too. I also want like USPS. Fine, FedEx. Pigs and FedEx. <laughs> Uh, so I just I love the idea of animals. You just like Pokemon. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to catch them. No, you just like Pokemon. That's that's slavery. I in want in the world of Pokemon. Pokemon are just doing stuff. I don't want to force them to fight. I want them to force. I want to force them to do menial labor. Why isn't there pig fighting? Say what? Why don't people train pigs to fight one another? That's genius. <laughs> Piggymon? No, huh? like I think that's okay. You know how they made um dog fighting is obvious because dogs sometimes fight. But cockfighting, they put a little, they put little blades on their feet. Yeah, how do you make pigs lethal? Is the question. You give them tusks. You just mm. honestly, I think you can make any animal fight any other animal if you give it a knife. Wow. For what it's worth, listeners, we didn't see it going here either. Okay, this is you're along for the ride, as are we. Another question. Moving along. Does Scooby ever curl up and sleep like a dog? Because he always sleeps in beds. But like, is there like in the mystery machine? Does he nap like a dog? I think I've definitely seen Scooby sleeping like a dog. Okay, that's that's like an answerable question. I wanted to know. I also Almost think it's it. weird for animals to sleep in. I mean, I like it. I like it, but I think it's, it's nice weird. because Scooby dresses up as in like an Ebenezer Scrooge night outfit. <laughs> he has a little, he has like a, a cap. The cap. He's got the cap with it. Yeah, and he and Shaggy are both like together, blowing out their candlesticks and hopping into bed. Yeah, I like that. You know what is. Unfort- it's, it's unfortunate I forgot this until literally right now. This should be a Halloween mm-hmm. episode because Halloween comes out two days after this episode airs. We did do an Octoberist episode not too long ago. Well, allow me to say, I actually do think an Ebenezer Scrooge costume is a great costume. That's great. All you need is like the night thing, the cap, like fake beard, boom, done. Yeah, and, and that's it. And you just... Uh, I'm tempted to do this now for Halloween. You're miserly? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you what do? You do? Yeah, you, you scold everyone, I guess. So, Evan, I've arrived at my last group of questions, which is the largest, and they're my less palatable questions. These are less upbeat. Mm, I mean, we've already talked about dogfighting. That's, believe it or not, I think there's sadder we can yet go. Um, and grosser. For instance, I read that Great Danes fart a lot. <laughs> Have we just never, does Scooby just not fart, or are we looking at silent but deadly and a very, a very polite gang? Well, Scooby's flatulence plays a key component in, <laughs> in the, the movie. Sco- the 2002 Scooby-Doo movie. That's true. He and Shaggy do, I'm going to say, an umbilical brothers skit oh, with wow. farts. Yeah. It's true. Deep cut. I think the thing is that in cartoons, no one, unlike that children's book, nobody poops. Nobody poops. And no one farts except for expressly comedic purposes. And really, they never fart related to the food they eat. Which... Nobody uses the bathroom in, like, cartoons. And let's piggyback on my last question. Given Scooby's diet, what are his poops like? Why are you doing this? Okay, fine, then. Like, we don't have to imagine them, but let's, let's imagine who's picking them up. Is this Shaggy's duty? Pun not intended. <laughs> Is it something the gang shares, or are they just leaving it to the public? Oh, see, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Is Scooby intelligent enough to pick up his own poop? Or poop in places where it needs no picking up. Like the cat in Meet the Parents. Yes. Also, does Scooby have nipples? Can you milk Scooby? Greg? <laughs> Greg? Oh, yes. <laughs> you need the Greg. 
You do. Uh, uh, but like, what do you think? Who picks up? Well, you know what? I, I was in a vet once. Sorry, too much information about my personal life. I was inside of a veterinary. Yeah, I was gonna say, what was what was his or her name? Um, and and uh, a, like a husky, I think. Yeah, a real burly guy steps in the room. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like a Siberian husky or whatever pooped on the floor, and it was so pungent and strong. It made me gag. And and because because um because dogs are meat eaters. That means they have disgusting poops. They're not like a cow. Like a cow poops smell strong, but like there's sort of like an earthiness to their poops where you're not you're like, this is gross but not disgusting. My opinion, it's protein. Dogs eat a lot of protein. Puppy poops smell different because there is a lot of protein in puppy chow. Um this might not make it to the final cut, but I've recently started working out a lot, hence protein shakes, hence dog smelling poops. <laughs> and I've worked in a kennel, like I worked not not specifically in the hospital part, I worked in the kennel part. I know dog poop. I know dog poop better than I know dogs. To answer this question, I think it's... And I actually even... I think Scooby's poops would be even worse because he eats so much human food. You know, and I'm going to come out and say, I think Scooby takes care of his own business. I think he chooses places where it doesn't need picking up. Or he uses the toilet because he thinks he's a human. Next question. Does Scooby sniff other dogs' butts? Yes. And If Scooby's a dog, he has to. Okay. Follow-up. Does Scooby have dog breath or does he have good breath for a dog scooby has dog breath i want to say no i disagree why i think scooby i think because he eats so much food i i want to say it he has like normal human breath ultimately because he's like ew what are you talking about i think it wouldn't smell like dog breath to us because he's not eating dog stuff i don't think he eats poop i think he's uh and i think you know at the very least he's like drinking a lot of water he's maybe uh using breath mints you know what? I think Scooby brushes his teeth. Break that face down for me. What's that face mean? Do you? Well, you can see that Scooby probably brushes his teeth. No, Scooby's definitely brushes his teeth in, in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like a thing that Scooby would do, and therefore I take from that that he's got pretty good breath. For a dog. How often do you smell dog's breath? I have smelled dog's breath a lot. I have smelled just from the power of what comes out of the other end being a lot stronger. I've smelled a lot more of that side. But, uh, but yeah, dog breath is a thing. You know that you don't need to put your face right up there. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta, though, when I'm picking it up. When I'm picking up. <laughs> First, I put my face right up to the butt as it's coming out. Because I want I like to hear the rumble. I like to follow it from the tummy all the way. <laughs> you see what I'm doing, Evan? <laughs> and then I like to catch it right then. <laughs> you know what? Listeners, there was some great physical comedy going on. There. If you, you want to keep this on. in the episode, it's your call. <laughs> I, I'm happy to move on from the poo stuff. Sure. I mean, you said you had more unsavory queries, so... If the whole gang dies and Scooby survives, who adopts Scooby? Well, I know that in a lot of shows, Shaggy is Scooby's owner. So, presumably, Shaggy's next of kin. Or goes to the pound. Uh, Shuggy, Shuggy right? Rogers, yeah. I guess you're right. I'll take that as an asked and answered. If Scooby dies, is he buried... Is he, I'm sorry. What is? Is he left out for the buzzards to pick at? Like, is he buried? Is he cremated? Is he taxidermied? Oh, ugh. I think we can agree no to the latter. But what do you think? Buried or cremated? Are they gonna pick their favorite mystery site that felt the most quintessentially Scooby and scatter his ashes there? That also feels gross. Well, how are dogs normally disposed of? 
I think cremation is definitely the most common. Burials don't make sense for dogs because that's a lot of money, a lot of resources. Why? Why? Why not? Wait, why what? <laughs> why does it cost so much? It's, it's burial plots. Like somebody has to tend to that land. Oh, I guess you could bury them in your yard. If you own land, I'd say burying your pet is very normal. Really? Yeah. Otherwise, I think cremation is the most typical way. And so what do you think? I think that if you murder someone, one of the tricks you can do is you can put a dead dog above the body so that other dogs come by and they're like, oh, look, all they did was they, they found this dead dog. I like that. No, I, here's what I think you're, we're, we're getting at with this is that if Scooby dies, the gang thinks, well, we got to kill somebody. <laughs> we're not going to let this you pass us by, someone. right? It's Red Herring. They're going to kill Red Herring. They're going to kill Red Herring and bury Scooby <laughs> Oh, I don't... Oh, very dark. I don't consider our podcast a very dark podcast. No, but they, we're getting... Like, again, like, I'm saving these ones for last. This got super um, real. Apparently, okay, also, here, that doesn't work anymore. Like, law enforcement knows now that they yeah, I feel dig- like law enforcement trolls 4chan and certain subreddits to be like, hmm, what are people doing right now? <laughs> a couple, couple more well, to answer your question, I do think that they bury... Hmm. Scooby probably on the Rogers farm. You're, I think you're right. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. And then they can honestly tell people that Scooby's on a farm somewhere. Oh, yeah. I think that's good. Um, here's one that's a little lighter in the mix. Has Scooby been chipped? I don't... Well, like. Has Scooby been microchipped? Has he been implanted with a microchip that would allow his owners, presumably Shaggy, to find him? The mark of the beast? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, the chip is obviously going to have 666. It's the easiest identifying number, but that's... And, yeah, they're going to put one in his forehead, one in each of his hands, and it's going to... But, look, the easy chip, just answer it. There's definitely, like, a not insignificant subsection of people out there who are just like, oh, chips, the mark of the beast. Ugh, I can't... All throughout high school, I felt like there was this rising tide of, like, oh, people are going to have credit cards implanted in their bodies, and that's going to be the mark of the beast. It's like, you know, we got tattoos already, right? Like, that's... Mark of the Beast has plenty of means to come about without... Let's not worry about credit cards. Anyways... Wait, everything's on your phone now. So what... Yeah. A chip is just to make sure that you don't lose a dog, right? Yeah, or just... It, it contains... It also contains information about your dog, like previous checkups, breed, um, health really? information, perhaps. So that if your dog gets taken to the vet, um, they've got... Inform- why, why don't they chip people? Um, Mark of the Beast, dude. Like, I feel like you, <laughs> we've just cited a reason why it will never happen in our lifetime. Uh, I didn't I didn't know that. All, like, I genuinely didn't know all that information really? was on there. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Scooby chipped? It would make sense if he was a real dog, but I don't know how often he goes to the vet. Shaggy doesn't seem like the type. Well, I think that if you took a dog to the vet and you told the vet that you were feeding your dog, like, ice cream sundaes and hot dogs and stuff... <laughs> They would take your dog away from you, maybe? Yeah, so he must not have been made it to the vet yet. Follow-up, has Scooby been fixed? No, oh, I feel like I asked a bad question. <laughs> I'm now getting stared down for that one. What do you think? It's tempting to say yes because he's so friendly and mild-mannered. But I'm What gonna, do you mean? Uh, I think when dogs are fixed, they can become a lot less aggro. Like, dogs that aren't fixed can be a little aggressive. I think. I think for the purposes of sort of like... I, I think it's it's a nice idea to imagine that one day um, Scooby has descendants. And I think if Scooby is fixed, yeah. that erases that possibility. And that's I'm caught between that as well. I'm caught between a degree of realism where I think realistically a dog with Scooby's um, personality and um, demeanor is a, probably a fixed Great Dane. Um, but yeah, I agree. I like to think of the next generation of Scoobies. 
One last question. I think this might be the ultimate downer. If Scooby got rabies, which gang member would be the one to old yeller him? What's well, what's 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 the situation here? Is it that is this Scooby has rabies and it's like setting in? It's setting in. We're watching it. We're seeing it happen. There's no chance for treatment. So it's not like a it's not like a thing where like Scooby like Cujo like leaps at one of them and they have to like and a split decision one of them needs to shoot him down it's more like they have some time to mull it over it's it's like they've got him uh like leashed to a tree and they're seeing it start to come over him like they're they're watching a scooby the scooby they know disappears and the rabies sets in who's who's atticus finch in this situation Ooh, that is that is good which one of the gang members is will smith in this situation which one of these members am the legend right now I think, I think Shaggy says, I have to do it. I have to do it, but he can't. He's crying. The tears are in his... Who walks up to him and takes it from his hand, relieves him of it? I think Fred then tries to. Also can't? But his hands are shaking too much. And then Velma says, I, you know, like, I've got this. Let let me handle it. And she sends them away. And we just hear the gunshot ring out. That's it. That's I, that, I think that makes the most sense. I think so. Yeah. That was the last question I had. You couldn't have ended on like a more... I couldn't. No, hold on. Okay. If, if Scooby was have. a dog, um, um, does the gang need... Just innocuous. I'll ask you. We'll finish up this episode. Does the gang walk Scooby? You know, I kind of bounced around on that in my mind as well. Um, so no, I don't think they deliberately walk Scooby. I think they just have a very active lifestyle and Scooby's along for the ride. All right. And that is this episode. Uh, In next week's episode, we will be talking about whether or not the gang are realistic teenagers. What teen things are they doing? What are their poops like? Realistically, teenagers fart a lot. So what do those smell like? I never farted as a teen. I I don't know if I did. Definitely more as an adult. Here's what I want to say. It's kind of a a (laughs) decent... You fart? fart No. I thought we might just move right past that. I thought, I thought I'd hit it and quit it. Now you more now as an adult? I definitely fart more now as an adult. Anyways, moving on to the outro. How is that possible? I don't want to do a bit. Come on now, do a bit. No, I don't want to. Dip, dip, dip. It's for I'm your... tired of being funny. I just I just want to do the outro. If you're sassy, no one's gonna want to follow up with us. But I don't want them to follow up, up with us. Oh, you don't want them to follow up with us? You don't want the podcast to keep going? No. Evan, I know you don't mean that. I do mean it. In fact, oh, oh, if I, you don't do- I want you to go away. Don't, don't say that. Leave me alone. Evan, I'm your co-host. I love you. No, I don't love you. Evan, I don't. I'm not just going to leave you like that. I love you. No, I don't want to do that. Evan, put that, I don't put that do stone bit. down. Don't. It's not going to make me go away. Okay? I'm, I'm going to lift it. It's really heavy. I'm going to lift it over it's my head. It's not heavy. It's very small. It's uh, My arms are so weak. I'm just going to lift it right over don't. my head. No, okay. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me. It's, it's going to fall too on heavy. you. It's, it's falling on me. Oh, okay, I got it. All right. I'm going to pick up this even heavier rock. Okay, that is a heavier rock. over that my head. Oh, whoa. I'm impressed you managed to get that. Over your head. That's gonna squish you. I feel like this is a spirited away moment oh, where you're the little this, piece of also lint. too heavy. This is also too heavy. Okay, you know, give me that too. It's a it's a okay, I can barely get this one over you. Okay. 
Look, let's just get All the right. outro out of the way. I think you're just tired and hungry, and then we'll be good after the outro. I I see an even heavier rock. Don't even. I can uh, tell uh, just uh, by uh, looking at uh, it that you can't uh, pick uh, it. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Holy crap! Ah! Oh, it's over my okay. head. I can't take it from you. It's too heavy. <laughs> Help me put it down, Evan, please. No, I won't do it. Uh, okay, at least. <laughs> okay. You've given it to me now, but I can't. <laughs> it's, it's very slowly crushing me. Good. <laughs> so the episode's done. <laughs> Where can you follow up with us? I don't know. Please do the outro. Please do the. <laughs> I didn't want to do a bit. Who is this guy? I didn't want to do a bit. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing a bit, sir. There's a body here, and you've got blood all over you. What happened to this man crushed by a stone? I think man crushed by a stone. He picked up a rock. It was too heavy. This rock is too clearly heavy. Too clearly too heavy for this scrawny little bag of bones to pick up. But you, beefcake, you could have picked this up, sir. What's your name? Luke. All right, Luke, I'm going to need to take your information for the uh, police report. And any ambulance is coming on the way, too. They'll need to check you out. Uh, Luke, what's the name of your podcast? Uh, Scooby Dudes. All right, where can they find you? Where can I find you online? Uh, episode comes out every Monday. Where can I find you online? You're scaring me. <laughs> Ow, stop. You're hurting me. Okay. Facebook. Start with Facebook. What is it? Is it Scooby Dudes? Facebook.com slash Scooby Dudes. All right, now tell me Twitter. Where can I find you on Twitter? <laughs> At, at the Scooby Dudes. Why not Scooby Dudes? Why not just Scooby Dudes? I don't know. You know why? It's because I have Scooby Dudes. It's you. You did this. <laughs> yeah, it's me. All right. Now keep 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 going. Tell me more places we can find. I can find you online. <laughs> ScoobyDudes.com, and yeah, there's yeah there show is. notes and stuff on there. Screenshots and funny captions too. I bet at least there better be. Don't worry, my partner's on the way. Aren't they the good cop? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really tough on the bad cop. Makes me realize how bad I need my partner to balance things out. See, one day we were at the end of a long shift and he wanted to do the outro part of the shift and I didn't want to do it. I told him I, I was done. I was done doing the outro. And I got mad at him. I picked up a, a case file so heavy I couldn't even lift it. Wound up crushing my partner, and now I'm all alone. Going around abusing people whose friends got crushed by rocks. I just miss my, my co-host. I mean my partner. Keep telling me Keep telling me more about this podcast you had with your friend when he was alive. It made me feel good. Um, I... So, uh, the people give us money, um, to support us yeah. at patreon.com slash scoobydudes. And we use that money to pay artists and stuff. That was a pretty good summary. That's pretty good. I think Luke would. I think Evan would be proud of you, Luke. I think you did good there. I'm so. I'm. It's hard because I'm so dumb. I'm just a big dumb ba- baby named Luke. Luke, can I see some ID, please? <laughs> maybe, maybe a driver's license. I don't know how to drive because I'm a <laughs> a big dumb baby. Luke, you can't be so hard on yourself like that. You seem like a nice guy, Luke. I regret being so mean to you. I actually have a lot of talents. I can say a bunch of names at once. Like like our 
Patreon donors. Oh yeah, tell me, do, show me, Luke. Tell me all of your patron names all at once. Oh, oh, Luke, I think I heard a second voice in there. Was that, is that Evan no, here? No, it was all me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought I heard some rigor mortis coming out of that body. It might have pitched in. And then, also, if you want to say a nice thing, uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. I won't read it, though. I'll just be really annoying. <laughs> oh, really? Really annoying? Maybe you should be really nice and actively mm. listen. To that review. Actually, <laughs> really that's supportive. what I mean. Active listening. I, I just, I pretend I'm listening, but instead, I just make well, a lot of noise. So that is hard for Evan to read it. I've heard the podcast. It seems and more detailed people than People don't that. like it. That's why I do it. I it do it because no it's, one I've got, likes it. I got the feeling, Luke, like you did it to, to make it a more interesting listen. Interesting for me but, look, and no one else. Look, Evan, I mean, Luke, Luke, are there any iTunes reviews for the latest episode? No. Okay. Luke, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I've had to try and be the nice cop. That's not my thing. So are we? is there anything else about this podcast? I'll, then I'll be done taking your information, and I'll peel this rock off of your friend Evan and, and take him in. That's it. We're done. All right. Do you feel pretty good about this, about yourself, Luke? Feel pretty good about this conversation we've had and it's time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.